This is a Thinkers 50 podcast, brought to you in partnership with the Brightline Initiative, bridging the gap between strategy design and delivery. Hello, I'm Stuart Craner, and this is a Thinkers 50 podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Ricardo Vargas, who's the executive director of the Brightline Initiative. Ricardo, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. First of all, tell me about the Brightline Initiative. What, what is it? Yeah, Brightline Initiative, it, it's something quite different from usual business because Brightline is a non-commercial initiative. So we are not a company. We are a set of leading organizations from different sectors. And we decided to work together in one topic. It's how we can bridge the gap between strategy development or strategy design and the delivery. So what we saw is that there is a missing component uh, blocking strategy to become a reality. And we decided to do that based on three pillars of work. The first one is on the thought and practice leadership. So we produce and sponsor the development of content. For example, recently we published um, a research with the Economist Intelligence Unit. Um, we are sponsoring several works with universities. So this research, we want people trying to understand why some companies succeed and others don't. Which are the critical aspects on that? The second is on the networking side. On the networking side, we want, for example, to work with Thinkers50, like we are working now, to make sure that we have a platform where leaders in organizations can talk, share their knowledge. And the third one is what we call capability building because we need to teach people. So we have plans soon to release a massive open online course and some education products. So at the end, at the final aim for us, it's people mostly on the senior level are not aware of the relevance of executing things. They are much more aware of having ideas. And what we aim is that the execution piece and the delivery piece becomes as relevant as the design piece in the organizations. And you have some great partners involved in the initiative. Yes, yes. Uh, the initiative is composed by several partners and we have partners on different industries, um, and geographically distributed. And the idea of these partners is that they will support us and they will be champions with us on these ideas. So we seem very good at the design of strategy, but companies are very poor at the implementation. And that's been a problem for a, a, a number of years. It's not, it's not a new problem. Why doesn't it go away? What, what, what's the big issue here? Yeah, I, I think that it, there is not one big issue, but several uh, of them. Uh, the first one is that there is a perception uh, in the past that strategy was something static. So you, you, you build your strategy for the next four years, five years, and then you something like try to lock down your strategy and now and say, now we need to do it. But by doing this, you, you just, uh, um, are, you are not concern, uh, concerning and understanding the challenge of the volatility, the cultural aspects. So there is a lot of things that 
that in some ways I, I, would, I would say contaminate, but that they create challenges to your strategy. So basically what we, we need to understand to, to reduce this failure is which kind of components do we need to have in place to implement this strategy? So which kind of behavior, human behavior, cultural aspects, which kind of leadership, which kind of capability? So the idea behind Brightline, it's exactly to understand better. So why some organizations can implement strategy effectively and others, they just cannot. They just cannot, they cannot transform what, and look, uh, every time I say this, put things on paper, it's not an easy task. Having great ideas, innovative ideas, I'm not saying it's, it's, it's not a, a, a hard task. It's really a hard task. But the main problem is it's to take from paper. Because look, if you imagine a flying car or if you imagine a self-driving car, uh, one thing is to have this idea. The other thing is to put this in place. And maybe you will say, oh, the biggest challenge of making a, a car fly is technology. But on the top of the technology, there are so many other aspects that if you do not consider, you cannot implement this. I'm saying legal aspects, cultural aspects, the way people change. For example, I was reading recently about, about uh, self-driving cars. And one of the biggest challenges of self-driving cars, uh, many people would say, oh, um, how, what, how you will implement the technology in this. But I would challenge that. For example, maybe one of the biggest challenges to implement this is to revisit the working model because millions and millions of people, they live from driving cars. They live in from that universe where people are required to do. So how will be this change, this cultural change and this impact on the society on that? So complexity is overpowering for many people. Oh, yes. Isn't it likely to get worse? Yeah, for me, if we, if we take a look on the pace things are happening, the, the delivery of strategy is becoming more and more challenging because first, the life cycle is becoming shorter because you cannot, for example, in the past, you may see the future 10 years ahead. So right now, for example, if, we, if you were listening to this podcast, imagine how the world was two years ago and now. So imagine how big impactful events happened, for example, in Britain with the Brexit. You know, and imagine this changed completely your, your, drive, uh, your, your driver. So maybe you need to revisit everything. And this is part of the game. So this is why implementing things is so hard. It is one of the issues that the people in the C-suite are very adept at coming up with uh, strategies and smart strategies, but then delegate the execution. Yes, yes. One of the guiding principles we, 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 cre we created recently a set of 10 guiding principles. It means 10 statements that we believe are true. And one of them is you need to understand that you are responsible for delivering the strategy you built. And why I'm saying this? Because most of the C suite, they feel much more excited about crafting the way the organization will be in the future. And then when this is crafted, it seems that they give this brochure to someone else and say, now just do it. Uh, thinking that doing it, it's, it's less relevant and less complex. And, and this is the opposite. It's extremely, extremely complex to implement. And this is why many organizations fail. 
And, and when I say organization, I'm not saying uh, just for profit business, but I'm talking even governments. Let me give you a very simple example. When someone runs for elections on, on any place, what she or he does is to propose a strategy saying, look, you should vote on me because I, this is my strategy. In the next five years, I will reinforce this, I will do this, I will do that. And then people cast their votes because they believe that that strategy is, is what they, they should uh, do. And what happened when, when this person is elected? Most of the time, different circumstances do not allow them to move forward. So they have an idea of doing things that were supported by those who voted on them, and they cannot transform. Why? Because many times they oversimplify. Many times they do not consider. I love to use the word entropy to that, because entropy uh, has a very deep in, in concept behind it. It's that the chaos, the problems and the challenges, they grow naturally. Order requires energy. So for your strategy to succeed, you need to put a lot of energy and effort to do that. So I, I love, there, there is a, a BBC video from uh, Professor Brian Cox that I love when he talks exactly about that, that if you leave things uh, uh, over time, what happens? Things just get destroyed. You know, your house gets dirty, everything goes wrong. So in order to keep the order and keep the pace, what do you need to do? You need to spend energy by cleaning your house. You don't need to spend energy by making your house messy. So this is a very simple example. So on your strategy, if you want it to succeed, you need to communicate, you need to motivate people, you need to get people engaged, you need to look for the technology. It's above and beyond just having money. And this requires time effort of senior leaders. This just not happened by itself. And some of the issues you talk about, like project management, for instance, is actually deeply unfashionable. I mean, project management is seen as something that uh, junior managers do, for example. Yeah. But in fact, what you're arguing is that project management isn't demeaning, but is, is critical. Oh, it's absolutely critical. It's absolutely, and I want to add, it's change management, project management, leadership, these are all critical components. And, and look, I always tell that people think that project management is something on the corporate building in the basement. And I would say it's, it's almost the foundation. So the building will collapse if you are not able to deliver. So for example, if you take an automotive industry, if you do not deliver at the end of the day the car, there is no revenue. There is no, you know, it, it, this is very sensible. So you need to understand, for example, one of the topics of our research that was very interesting was Volkswagen approach to delivering strategy. They create a two-speed engine uh, inside Volkswagen. They created a group that was responsible for implementing the strategy to keep the business. I'm saying this are more the traditional because look, uh, until we don't have a car that flies, we need to sell the current cars because people need to pay and we need to survive. So they create one strategy to sustain the business. They are talking about automotive manufacturing. And then they create another group that are the visionaries uh, uh, strategists where they have a two-pace in a very different 
way of, of cultural pace. One thinking about how mobility, how mobility will work in the future. Maybe it will be without cars. And then there is a second group saying, how do we work on the automotive industry? So this was one of the case studies that we, we presented on our uh, research with the economists. So organizations at best need to be kind of schizophrenic in that they need to maintain what they're doing and deliver, but also think about what they need to do in the future. Yeah, yeah it's exactly, look, uh, it's, it's very important. You need to deliver what you have today with your eyes looking to the future. But many organizations, they put a, a massive eyes into the future and they just forget the present. You know, they just forget the present. And some of them, on the opposite side, they only look to the present and they are dead in the future. So how do you do that? And this is a, a combination of leadership, cultural assets of the organization. So look, let's suppose that you want to do a massive transformation in your organization. How do you believe that your middle managers will feel about that? So a lot of people talk about, I said about project management, but change management. A lot of people love to say about change. Oh, we need to change, we need to change, we need to change. But when change comes, they hate it. That's human nature. Yeah, it's it? human nature. And if we do not care about that, we cannot implement because then we'll create such a disruption and such a resistance that things do not work. So this, when implementing strategy, you need to understand this, all these cultural aspects. You need to understand how your marketplace will play around. And this is why on the report, it, it's so incredible, Stuart. 90% of the organizations reported that they cannot implement their strategy properly. 90, only 10%. And this research was done with 500 organizations globally. So imagine, and then I did some calculations based on the World, um, the World Bank data, and it's, the waste is at the order of $1 million every 20 seconds. We throw away a $1 million the world every 20 seconds because we cannot implement things properly. We cannot. So this is about two trillion in a year. And I tell people, this is the Brazilian GDP, my native country. So we throw away one Brazil every year. And, 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 and this is not just business. This is just irresponsible. Because in a world where we, we face such a massive inequality, imagine, imagine how this would help to solve problems like poverty and this. And imagine if this money comes from public agents, it's taxpayer money, so this destruction, and we need to work in Brightline. It's important, we don't have a solution for that. But we aim to create a platform where people will start to research, will start to talk about that. Because do you know, when you go to C-level forums, nobody talks about the execution piece of things. They talk about how the future will lie, how the, uh, the AI and this, and, and people do not talk about, okay, how do we make this work in a society that is human-centric society, that we have regulations, how do we play this, uh, this game in a fair way 
that will benefit the society in general. So how does this message go down with CEOs? I mean, basically you're saying that 90% of strategies aren't actually implemented. I mean, it's a pretty unpalatable message you would have thought for CEOs because they're, they're culpable. Yes, yes, but, but we want one of the aims of Brightline, why all these organizations came together. It's exactly to make, to open the eyes of the C-level executives that they need to pay attention as much as they pay attention on driving the future is to deliver what they promised two years ago. You know, you know what, what's my feeling, sort is that people develop a nice strategy. When this strategy is developed, is printed, you give to someone, and then you start developing a new one. Yeah. And then what happened? You, you just forget. So four years ahead, when you look back, you say, what we decided two years ago? You know, there is someone working on that. And there is also a very critical component that we found on the research is the celebration and the recognition of those who are underground doing the work. You know, doing the work. Because it looks like it's much more fancy on, on the perspective that you talk about how the future will be. But there is a lot of people working now while you listen to this podcast to implement your strategy that you developed a year, a year and a half ago. But you don't even remember what was that. So there's a huge disconnect in organizations. Yeah. And, and it comes from the C-level, it grows to the middle manager and goes to the, the workers. So it's, 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 it's something that is missing on the communication piece, on the right incentives. So how do you put right incentives in place that makes all the chain between defining what you want and creating your strategy up to the results? How do you improve this value chain? Because People work on incentives, and I'm not saying just money, but I'm saying what is the incentive for things work properly? So how do you motivate your team to work properly? And most of these transformation projects, most of these massive shifts, they require people to change business, they require people maybe to lose their current jobs. So this needs to be considered. So how you can get support and buy-in if, if you decide something in a locked room and just saying, let's do it. Then you create a, a whole disruption in the cultural behavior. How do you, can you create? And we saw that most of the successful organizations, they have a very strong culture of innovation, but also a very strong culture of doing things and delivering things. So what does success look like for the, the Brightline initiative? What is the success for us? The success for us is when we see the leadership of organizations putting this topic on their agenda, putting this topic on their agenda to make this happen. You know, today I don't see this in the agenda and this is why we are promoting research we are doing all the effort. Remember one thing, Brightline is a non-commercial. So we are not a company that aims to sell. Success for us is when this topic reaches a tipping point where people will see this as a natural part of the business that from the strategy to the projects on the other side, from the strategy to the change management components, from the strategy to the risk management components, 
to become better on that. We are talking all the time about organizational agility, right? But agility is a very, sorry, fancy, nice word, but it's, it's a word. Agility is translated on what? In proper change management. Fast, sharp, and effective communication. Getting better understanding of the human resource and the people you are working with. Understanding the cultural context. Being ready to understand volatility. When things change, you, you may need to change. Understanding that things are much more fluid than we think. And this is what brings agility. It's not just saying, oh, I'm doing agility. This, everybody loves uh, to use this word, but who in reality is practicing these words in their context? This is a different story. Hope, hopefully the future will embrace agility. Ricardo Vargas from the Brightline Initiative, thank you very much. Thank you. This is a Thinkers 50 podcast, brought to you in partnership with the Brightline Initiative. Bridging the gap between strategy design and delivery.